0: I've been enjoying this dangerous prayer series I don't know about you um, it's been amazing to hear some of the stories of people being bold how many had how many did something bold after that first week you, you just took the step you took the leap of faith the courage some of y'all are like I still need to do it go do it go do something bold and then this past week we learned about God speaking and us listening I think a lot of times we do all the talking and we don't do enough listening you know I used to have Grandparents just say, you got two ears and one mouth, so shut up. How many have been told that before? I got told it a lot. Well, hey, I got something exciting to share before we dive into dangerous prayers. Um, something that is really exciting coming up here in just a few weeks, and that is this. We are going to be, on October 30th, launching our 1115 Worship Experience yeah. It is gonna be launched on the 30th. It's gonna be an amazing time and um, another opportunity for us to reach more people. Every single weekend, just about, there are people that come in, to, like they're coming to the 1115, and everyone's leaving while they're coming in. And so we already know that there are already people, we've had people ask we, we, over and over, when is it gonna be open? Some people work nights, and they can only come to the 1115, all the things. So we're excited to announce it's gonna be opening up on the 30th, and it's gonna be a big fun party. We're gonna have a great time, and um, I get to preach twice, and that's gonna be great. And, um, but I want, I want your help. We're looking for 200 people to join the launch team for that 1115 service. We, we, we need people to help push this service forward as we reach more people so we can have more people to love on, and guess what? When you open a new service, I want you to know this. It lets other people know there's room for them. That's what that means, and there's more room. And um, our kids ministry would love to see half the kids. Our parking would love to see half the cars or at least easier access. And so I I know this is gonna be a great opportunity. So I'm excited. You can scan, I think they have a QR code. They'll throw it up. I know they weren't planning on it, but they'll throw it up. And um, there it is. So scan that QR code. That's a way that you can join the launch team. We're looking for about 200 people to do that and we're gonna have a great time doing that. Um, So anyway, mark your calendars, invite your friends, get somebody here. It's gonna be a great time. Come to both, you can come to both, why not? Some of you may need to come to both, I don't know. Praise the Lord, thank you Jesus. Did I say that, I just did. I don't know how that came out, but it came out. But we are in week three of dangerous prayers and um, I gotta say, this message and this prayer today is the most dangerous. Y'all thought the other ones were dangerous, but no, this one is the most dangerous prayer out of all of them. Like, I gotta warn you, you're not going to like this prayer. You're actually going to refuse to pray it because it's not a common prayer. It's not something we would normally just pray. It's not an easy prayer. When you pray this prayer, it doesn't feel good at all. It's definitely not safe and it's definitely not consistent with the God will make your life easier version of Christianity it's not consistent with that you know our typical prayers are oh God bless me keep me safe help me have a good day and it's okay to pray these kind of prayers I want you to know there's nothing wrong with praying those prayers because we got to be honest I don't want to be inconvenienced anybody with me I don't wanna be interrupted. I don't wanna have any trouble. I want God to keep me. Say, anybody with me? Like, give me the hassle-free day. Give me the zit-free day. Y'all know, like you're going to do a presentation or take your school picture, and all of a sudden you got Mount Kilimanjaro right on top of your forehead. You know, we want that. We want good food, green lights, sunny weather, like what's going on right now. We are, the heavens have come down. Close parking spots, my mama said, amen. Well-behaved kids. All the parents better get up and shout on that one. That's what we want. But this prayer is one of the most dangerous prayers. When you pray this prayer, it's gonna make you very uncomfortable. You're actually gonna find yourself very frustrated. It actually will make your life harder, not easier. So I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter eight. Jeremiah chapter eight, verses 18 through 21. Thank you for those that stand. We're gonna be reading out of the Old Testament of a, the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was an amazing prophet, but he had, a, he had a funny nickname. He was known as the, anybody know it? The weeping prophet. Who said that? Good job. He was known as the weeping prophet. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'd want the nickname the weeping preacher. <laughs> the weeping athlete. like. But he was known as the weeping Prophet, and Jeremiah's heart was was broken for the people of Judah who were rebelling against God. There was rampant injustices going on. They were abusing widows. They were abusing poor people. They were even sacrificing children to false gods. Like it was this absurdity, like just crazy things that were happening. And we get to Jeremiah chapter eight, and I'm just going to read two verses. We're going to unpack. Verses 18 and verse 21, this is Jeremiah talking. He says this, my grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. Verse 21, he goes on to say, I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn and am overcome with grief. Jeremiah is, his heart is grieved. It is broken beyond repair, it says. And so he does what he knew to do. He began to preach some of the most fiery sermons. He fasted, he prayed, he he even threatened. But nothing changed immediately and he just kept saying, my grief is unbearable. My heart is broken. How many of you want that in your life? Nobody. We want the opposite. We want no problems, we want no inconvenience, we want no, no issues. But I wanna talk to you today from the title and of the prayer of this. And that is, break my heart. Break my heart. You're gonna learn in your small group this week for those that are a part of one, how to have the courage to pray, God, break my heart. Break it. Crush it. Strip me of all comfort and ease. Strip me of all spiritual apathy. I am going to warn you, if you dare pray this dangerous prayer, God will answer it. And you'll be burdened, you'll be grieved, and your heart will begin to ache over the things that aches God's heart. You will actually find yourself losing sleep. You will become to a point where you burn with righteous anger over things. You will begin to do things that other people will not understand. You'll face resistance, you'll face opposition, you'll face criticism, you'll face persecution. And in all the pain, in all the agony, in all of the discomfort, you will be blessed as your heart breaks for over something that breaks the heart of God. So let's get ready. Father, we thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, for it. Your word, I thank you, Lord, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord, as we've been praying for you to break our hearts or for you to make us bold and for you to speak, God, today as we pray and we get the courage to pray this prayer, for you to break our heart for what breaks yours, I pray today that you will show us, that you will strengthen us into be bold to pray this prayer. God, we want your will to be done, not ours. We don't want to live with this narcissistic, self-centered life. We want to live it for the way that you designed us specifically to live. So God, I pray today that you would open our hearts, you would open our minds, you would let us hear your word and what it is saying, not what we think it says or what we think it should say, but God, what it is saying so that we can be transformed and renewed from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. Give someone a hug. Just give them a handshake. Tell them hello. Tell them you love them before you take a seat. Get those endorphins flowing. I want you to just look at your neighbor real, real straight right now. Just look at your neighbor. Look him right in the eye. Real awkward. Just look at him right in the eye. Just keep looking, keep looking. Just keep looking. It's not like fourth grade class, guys. Like, just look at your neighbor. <laughs> <But> it's like, hee <laughs> hee And say, buckle up. Look at your second best option, your other neighbor. Now they all know who you really liked and who you didn't. You might have been with some friends, and like, I thought I was your best friend. And look at that one and say, buckle up. Have you ever had your heart broken over something? Like your heart's been shattered? Now I'm not talking about like your girlfriend dumped you in the fourth grade and you went home crying. I'm not talking about a hamster that named Scamper and it died all of a sudden and got ate by your cat. I'm not talking about that. I had a hamster named Scamper, I'm still healing from it. I'm talking about something that breaks your heart so much that it's the same thing that breaks God's heart. Like, let me be clear. This prayer isn't a prayer asking God to give you some spiritual interest or hobby, like a, a simple good deed that you do every now and then to make yourself feel good. That's not, that's not what this I'm talking about. Like, like when you see... A homeless man on the side of the road and you feel obligated to give him some money or some loose chains. There's nothing wrong with that. And that is a good deed. But I'm not talking about something on that level. I'm not talking about you just hate that animal suffer. So you start taking in all the strays. We know who you are. You begin to support PETA or whatever they're called. I'm not talking about that. Good for the dog. Good for the cat. God bless you. If you want your house to smell like that, that's fine. I'm not talking about something like that on that level. No, I'm talking about, what I'm talking about is a a gut-wrenching burden. Something that consumes your every thought. The feeling of something that doesn't let up. Like it eats at you, it gnaws at you, it doesn't leave you alone, it moves you into action. You can't not act. Like when you get to this place, the, the, the feeling that you have on behalf of God is opposite of everything that the culture has programmed you to want. It's the opposite of the softer feel good version of American Christianity. It's the opposite of all the teachings that say like your best life is now. This is the year of the harvest. You're going to have a blessed life, year of abundance, Lord's favor. It's time to multiply. It's time to increase. If you can claim it, you can name it. You can claim it. Like be blessed going in, blessed going out. We like that stuff. Your Lord bless us coming in and bless us going out. And it's not to say that he won't do it. But let me tell you this. God's greatest blessings come from God's greatest breakings. And you don't understand that until you've been there. What if God breaks your heart for what breaks His? What if God blesses you with a holy hurt? What if He blesses you with a burden? How many of you like, like you like nice things? Anybody like nice things? Raise your hand. This is not a guilty thing. I'm not tricking you. Like we just talked about, all the opposite of the world, you know. How many like nice things, like you like being comfortable? Come on, raise your hand, like it's, it's interactive. Like being comfortable, how many like the luxuries of life, like you like, like, like here's, it, let's just put it out there. Okay, two options, camping or a resort. Camping, raise your hand. If you'd like to go, rather go camping, Lord bless y'all. How many wanna to go to Cabo and go to the resort? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Like I don't mind camping. I can do the camping, I can do the fishing, I'm a hunting guy, like I like the outdoors, I'm allergic to grass, but I still like it, I try. But like, if I had a choice, AC or no AC, I'm gonna pick the AC. (laughs) Come, Come on somebody, like, if I have a choice of no heat or heat, I'm gonna pick the heat. If I have a choice of an MRE and a Christopher's World Grill steak with sauce and mashed potatoes and gravy, I'm gonna pick Christopher's, thank you Jesus. because we all like comfort. But let me tell you, comfort never once moved me to action. It didn't. This isn't condemning, I'm just saying. It it never moves you to action. More luxury never shook me to care more about things and other people who are suffering, like people in Florida right now. Pain-free days never made me more like Christ, never. What does pain do? What does what suffering, what does trials do? Pain purifies, it purifies you. Suffering strengthens you and trials teach you to depend on God. God, break my heart. When you pray that dangerous prayer, it snaps us out of this self-centered pursuit of ease. like. You, you can't just not do something. You have to do something about it when he gives you this burden. You're compelled to move without reason when you pray this dangerous prayer. All throughout scripture you can, you can read where people's hearts were broken after the things that broke God's heart. You can read time and time again about different prophets, different people, different leaders in the scripture. One was Moses. Moses was a young Hebrew boy. He, and as he was raised in the egyptian home you got to go read his whole story if you don't know it but as he was raised in the egyptian home he watched his people who were the hebrews get beaten in slavery the people of god and he his heart was broken over the mistreatment he over the oppression over the things that that held them captive as slaves and years and decades passed like he went into the desert for a long time and his heart was broken and finally God showed up and what he ended up doing was after his heart broke for his people, he went back before the most powerful man in the day and said, let my people go. Because his heart was broken for what broke God's heart. That's just the simple version of the story. Another version, another person in scripture was a man named David. We know him as King David and we know him, you know, as maybe even the little boy, David. And that's the, the part I want to talk about is the David, the little boy while, while the nation was at war. He goes, his dad says, I want you to take some bread and cheese to your brothers. I want you to go where they're at on the front line, take your brothers some snacks. So. David finds himself where his brothers are. He begins to see that the battle is at a standstill. Goliath, this giant that is, is one of the Philistines, is, is, a, is coming out trash-talking God, trash-talking the people of God, and, and saying all this stuff. It's like, send me a man, all this stuff. And, and David's heart gets broken. And he begins to ask, who are you to come against God? His heart was shattered. He grabbed himself a sling and some stones and that rest is history. Another person in scripture is a guy named Nehemiah. Nehemiah had a a comfy job in the palace, so to speak. I mean, he had to sip the wine before the king drank it so if it didn't have poison, he would make sure the king wouldn't die. Safe job. Um, But he had the comfort of a palace. He lived in luxury. He lived right next to the king. And he got some tragic news about his people. The walls had come down, his people were vulnerable, there was no support, they had no identity, they had no sense of self-worth, and he breaks down. He begins crying, he begins praying, and at the risk of his own life, he goes before the king and asks the king to let him go be back with his people. And with no training, He arranged the most miraculous sense of construction and stood before the people and said, I want us to fight for our homes. I want us to fight for our families. I want us to fight for our land. His heart was broken for the people of God. And because his heart was broken, it moved him out of his comfort. And some of you, you're gonna get to that point. When you pray this prayer, if you dare, to pray it, God, break my heart. God will break your heart. God will will shake you out of your continual pursuit of comfort. He'll shake you. He'll stir you with a a divine burden that you can't simply ignore. It just, it, it, it gnaws at you. And when your heart breaks one day, you won't be able to hold back. It'll move you. When you pray the prayer, God, break my heart. Let me tell you, you better get ready to ache. I know this is a great sermon. Everyone's really encouraged. I know they are, but I I want you to hear this today. This is the prayer that we, we must pray to follow the design assignment that God has given our life. So when you pray this prayer, get ready to ache, get ready to plight the unborn. Get ready to, to have your heart be passionate for maybe children who can't read, for your heart to, to break for women and people and children who are in human trafficking, your heart to break for racial injustice, for people who don't have clean water and need a well dug, for people who are facing financial bondage in their life, for people who, are, who have these children who don't have loving homes. Your heart will begin to break. Your heart may break for people who struggle with mental illness. Your heart may begin to break for people who are trapped in addictions. Your heart may begin to break for marriages who are facing destruction and infidelity and they need healing. Your heart may break for teens who are finding themselves in their room at night when no one's looking cutting. Your heart may break for those who are depressed or struggling with a porn addiction who are addicted to drugs. And let me tell you today, when you pray the prayer, God break my heart, then thank God for when he does. The problem that I've I've seen is that most people think it was just easier to not care when things are going on. It's just easier not knowing. Like if I don't pull on the news and I don't see what's going on in Florida and the destruction, if I don't really talk to those friends that I have there, then it wouldn't matter as much to me. It's just better to not get involved. But let me me say this clearly today. It is better to hurt with a purpose than to exist without one. So you need to thank God when he moves you. You need to thank God when he calls you. You need to thank God when he breaks your heart on behalf of him. Thank him. Paul in, in the New Testament, many of you, if, you've, if you know scripture at all, you'll, you know Paul. Paul was, was a Pharisee, but eventually converted to becoming a Christian and believing in Jesus, but he used to fight off all believers. He was actually crucif- like murdering believers. But after, after all that, Paul, when, when, when you read about him in Scripture, he was, he was a Jew, Jew and he was a Pharisee. And in his early days, he was kind of a false believer. He believed more in the rules and the regulations of the law than he did the relationship with Jesus. And in Philippians 3, You will see if you if you read his the the whole chapter, you will see where he talks about like I was circumcised on the eighth day. And of the people of Israel, I was the highest tribe, the tribe of Benjamin. I was the Hebrew of all Hebrews. I followed the six hundred and thirteen laws. I was faultless. He goes on to say, I I did all these things. Then he said, when I came to truly know Jesus, he says, I consider all of that a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus. It all was worth nothing. In the original translation in the Greek, it's really funny, when you look at the word loss, and when the context that Paul is saying it, the original translation, do you know what it means? It means dung. I'll say it in layman's terms, crap. He basically said, I consider all that crap all the laws, all the regulations, not that it's not worth, it's not worthless, but all that doesn't compare to the surpassing greatness of who Jesus is. Like I can live that way and I can do all that and that's fine or whatever, but if I don't understand who he is, it's all worth nothing, it's all a loss, it's all crap is what he's saying. This is why Paul writes in Romans nine, this passage, nine verses one. He says, with Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. Now watch what he says. He says, I would would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. Paul is saying, this is how much I love them. This is how much my heart breaks for people that don't know Jesus. He says, Christ is everything to me, but if I have to spend eternity without him just to help those I know and I love to know him, I would rather be cursed for them to know Jesus. This is a dangerous prayer. It's a dangerous prayer, and when you pray it, you may hurt, and you may hurt alone. I've, I've talked to many people in my life. Team, you can begin to play. I've talked to many people in my life, and you know, people will say, you know, it must be great being a pastor, and let me just preface this, it is beautiful. It is a great thing. I, I love what I get to do, I love the opportunity that I have to to love people and pastor people and that people would call me their pastor. It's great, it's beautiful, extremely grateful. Can I tell you though, most of the time I'm miserable. Honestly, my heart aches, it hurts. I feel deep grief. I have an, an internal agony and a turmoil that I live with almost constantly. Why? It's because I hurt for those, who, those of you who think that you have a life in Christ just because you attend church every now and then, but all you have is a head understanding and you don't have a heart that's been transformed. My heart hurts. I ache for that. My heart grieves for people who are far from God, who are searching to fill this void in their life. Trying to find life meaning and not knowing that Jesus is the answer. I grieve. I hate it when so-called Christians fall for legalism and they miss the grace of Jesus. I hate it. I burn with anger. Yeah, I do. When people believe the lies of the enemy they become enslaved with their their fleshly lusts. I get angry. I hate it when, when people think that the real meaning of life comes from the emptiness of the things of this world and they never really discover that the gifts that God gave them were gifts to be used for God in his church, for his church, for the world. It grieves me. Those are just a few things that keep me sleepless sometimes at night, that wake me up That at 3 a.m. Just like this morning, where I wake with my heart aching, I prayed that prayer. I know what it feels like. Break my heart, God. For what breaks yours. That's the prayer. And you know, I'm actually thankful for the pain because every day I'm driven to do something that's eternal, something that matters, something that's bigger than me, something that's not about my selfish desires, it's about His. This is not about pursuing your own selfish lusts and desires, but to reflect the glory of God, whose heart was broken for you so much, so much that he sent his son Jesus, who, who so you could experience his grace, so you could experience his goodness, so you could experience his forgiveness, so you could experience his life and his life everlasting. His heart broke so much for you. So when he breaks your heart, thank him. Thank him when he breaks your heart on behalf of something that breaks his. Thank him. Because when you pray this dangerous prayer, and it's extremely dangerous, he will. I wanted to title the sermon instead of breaking my heart, the wrecking or or like wreck me or something, because that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna wreck you. He's gonna wreck you with a holy hurt. And I promise you, it is so much better to hurt with a purpose than to exist without one so much better it's a dangerous prayer but i want to remind you that following jesus was never meant to be safe it's never meant to be safe i want us to stand all across this room today it's an old song had our team prepare and we're going to sing it just for a few minutes service is definitely not over because there's some of you today that maybe you've never prayed that prayer or maybe you're you're feeling it today or maybe you feel something but you're like God I want you to break my heart for what breaks yours I, I don't want this pursuit of the life of comfort. I want it to be pursued of what your will is. Let me tell you, his greatest blessings come from his greatest breakings. I promise you that. There's a beautiful side to all of it. There's, There's a beautiful side. But I want us to just take a moment in his presence and I want us to sing this beautiful song that literally says, break my heart for what breaks yours. Let everything I have Let your kingdom be be done, basically. It's all yours to begin with. And I don't know if this is for you and you can choose to do it or not, but while we sing, we're gonna just spend the next two or three minutes. Allow God to speak. I'm gonna just open up the altar and if you wanna come down, if you wanna kneel, if you want to have a moment with God and have a one-on-one, that's between you and God. I wanna just open this up today. Experience and encounter Jesus. So, Father, we pray as we worship you today. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us. That you would break our heart for what breaks yours. In Jesus' name, let's sing. Come on, Sing that out. dangerous prayer God that you would break our hearts you would wreck us that you would inconvenience us that you would make us uncomfortable that you would let us ache in our soul for what makes you ache we want to do your will you place us on this earth not just to exist have a purpose and a meaning, something that you designed us for. So Jesus, I pray that this week as we dive into this, this whole context of scripture and we dive into this prayer, I pray Lord, that you would just begin to move our hearts, that you would shift us from the inside, that we would be transformed by this prayer and by your presence and by your spirit. Move us into action. To be more than just consumers, Lord, but to be contributors to your word and to what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name. Can everybody just say, in Jesus' name. With every eye closed, every head still bound. For some of you, God's heart is breaking over you right now because he loves you and you don't know him yet. His heart was so broken that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. This person that we've been singing about to pay your wages of sin, which was death. He paid it for you so you could live, so you could capture the extraordinary life that God has for you. He was faithful all the way to the cross. He became sin in our place. He died and God raised him from the dead so that anyone, and that includes you, that if anyone calls on his name shall be saved. Saved from their sins, saved from their mistakes, but not just saved from them, but also saved for a life of joy, saved for a life of godliness, saved for a life of ministry, a life that reflects God's love. And if you don't know Him today, I wanna give you that opportunity to know God, to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. And if that's you today, I just wanna count down from three. I'd love to know who I'm praying with. I'm not gonna ask you to come to the front or do anything crazy. We have a gift for you, but in a Bible, we'd love to give you to help you in your new, your new journey. But I'd love to just know who I'm praying with today to acknowledge I want Jesus in my life. I need to put him first. I need Jesus, Lord and Savior, over my life. If that's you today, for when I count down from three, I just want you to lift your hand boldly so I know who to pray with. One, or three, two. Just lift them up, lift them up, lift them up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see those hands. Just lift them up, lift them up. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lift them high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. You can put your hands down, and I want us to pray this prayer together. Let's pray out loud where our ears can hear hear ourselves. Say this together. Say, dear Jesus. Come into, my life come into my life and help me to live a new life in you I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life thank you God for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me and raising him from the grave so today I walk by faith and not by sight I accept you as my personal Savior. Forgive me of all my sin and help me to live a new life in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said a big amen. If you just made a decision to invite God into your life, we would love to know. If you could text us at SCSAVE to 97000, we would love to help equip you with some next steps for you to take along this journey this message was a blessing to your life and you'd like to help support skybreak financially you can give online using skybreak church app or skybreakchurch.com we'd love for you to join us in person next sunday right here at 9 15. until then we hope you have a great week we'll see you next sunday